we were thinking today we'd do like a fun podcast. So we thought we'd do a what if. So basically how it works is we say, okay, so what if we didn't meet this person? What if we didn't do this job? What if we didn't mm. go to this uni? What if we didn't move? What would happen? Hi, this is Bianca. And this is Anna. And welcome back to another episode of Girl Talk Mondays. Mondays. So Anna and I record our... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. <laughs> Today is going really well, clearly. We were not prepared to do this episode because we just recorded a podcast episode yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. which is the one that went up for you guys on Monday, mm -hmm. a week which is today. before this one, which is today. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but because Anna is going away on a holiday, yes, to Italy, Oof, and yes. then I'm going to Paris. We're so international. We won't see each other for a while, so we're therefore having to record another podcast episode right after we did the one from yesterday. This week is going to be really busy because mm -hmm. I have so many like last minute errands and meetings and things like that to do. Because then I'm going to Paris for ten days till the beginning of September, which is going to be really nice just to actually like, you know, have another end of August holiday. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that too. Yeah, it's good. It brings you in the mood for like a really busy September because for me, September is going to be like insanely hectic. So I get back to London beginning of September and then the next weekend I'm going on a press trip to Bordeaux with a oh, hotel what? group. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going Intercontinental <laughs> Hotel Group in Bordeaux. Oh, you did text me about this. Yeah, it's with the Be Bold Girls. And and cool. um, so, yeah, the trip is with the hotel. It's just mm -hmm. for two nights. It's just a short trip for the weekend. But she she literally only asked me, actually, the founder of Be Bold, because mm -hmm. um, I'm the only influencer that they work with at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so seeing if this works, then they might kind of branch out into doing more like influencer and travel related mm -hmm. projects. That's cool. So it could be like a good test. So yeah. that's going to be fun because I've never been to Bordeaux in France before. Oh, it's beautiful. And Mathilde is actually from there. Mathilde is the founder of Be Bold. Oh, really? She's, she's from there? she's from there. So she'll be able oh. to bring me around to like all the best spots in the city and oh, have so good nice. food and all that. They're known for their wine. Yeah. Ooh. They are. Going to be drinking. Yes. Wine <laughs> and cheese. Basically, when you're going to Paris... I'm going to be in Venice, Yeah, and I'm very excited because I'm going to be eating all the pasta again, even though we just talked about being healthy yeah, and in our last getting episode. back on track. I'm going <laughs> to eat some pasta because it's basically it's the fine. only thing I can eat in Italy. Is it? Yeah. They either, they give me like a little side salad, mm. or I can have um, spaghetti with like tomato sauce. Mm. So that's what I eat all the time, and then I have like always a glass of rosé, and then I come home and I'm like, I don't understand why I have pimples. <laughs> That's the excuse you give. Yeah, it's true, because when you were away in Italy, in Capri, I, like, every meal you had was like spaghetti pasta. Yeah, right? Yeah. And all the Aperol spritz. Yeah. It was, I like, couldn't the help same it. Meal. It was so but good. It looked really so good. good. Yeah, it was so good. But yeah, and then I'm going to be in Paris, and we're actually going to overlap there, and then I'll see you there. Yeah, we'll see so, each other there for one weekend when yeah. Anna moves into her really nice oh, apartment. I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm a bit nervous because, I mean, I've never lived in Paris before, and I feel like I've mm -hmm. only been there a few days in a row, and every time I've been there, it's been, it's so different from mm -hmm. London, yeah. and just anywhere I've lived Lifestyle before. Lifestyle in Paris is so different. It's much more, yeah. you're going to see when you actually live there that it's so laid back and chill. Yeah, it's relaxed, right? Yeah, it's really relaxed. On the weekends, mm -hmm. you know, even though there are lots of people in Paris, you feel yeah. like it's busy. Yeah. But when you actually live there as like you do your day-to-day -day life, you go mm -hmm. to university or you go to work, you go home, mm -hmm. it's very like 
the same. There's a routine and mm -hmm. people are really chilled and relaxed. It's not as hectic as London. Yeah. Mm. I will see. I think I'm gonna like it. And you know, actually where I live, there's always, I remember I was walking and there's like food markets and stuff. Mm, yeah, Isn't there yeah. on the weekends? So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna bring a little basket or something and I'm gonna yeah. go and get like tomatoes and Oh yeah, you can find really good food. Yeah, I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah. That's what I'm excited for. It's gonna be a nice for. experience, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would go back to Paris if I could go for like two months. I don't really? think I would want to live there for, you know, a longer period of time. Yeah. But, like to go for two months, yeah. Yeah. Because you get like the whole lifestyle of You get to live it. You don't feel like you're a tourist, basically. No. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna be French. Yeah. And I'm gonna French come back a French woman. Oh, you think? I don't know. Bonjour! <laughs> Even I'm be... not fully a French woman, so. I mean, what is the definition of a French woman? What are the characteristics? There's no like t real definition, but in my mind, I picture mm -hmm. it as like a chic, elegant woman right. who goes you know, like after work for her glass, yeah, of wine. Her glass of wine with her friends at the cafe with like a, one friend or alone actually. Yeah, sometimes alone. Oh. And who will read a book on the weekend? Oh yeah, they'll take on like Sunday off. Just because that's what you see on Instagram. I love how you're like playing into the stereotype and yeah. you're from there. I know, but it is though. But it is like that? Yeah. You know what's so weird though? In France, especially in Paris, I don't know if it's anywhere else, it's like the only place where it's really a bit glorified to still smoke. Yeah. It's like the only place. I mean, all of my friends actually in high school, which is the craziest thing. So mm -hmm. I, I would be like 14 years old and at the time, all of my friend group smoked. 14? Yeah, at 14. I didn't even use how They started at 12. That's so young. But I feel like that's very common everywhere. Like people yeah. started at a very But I feel like age. smoking is not as common in London. No. Anyways, veering off that topic. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be, well I'm gonna be in Paris for two months and I'm gonna be there in uni. So we're gonna have to figure out a long distance pudding yeah, mechanism. We will figure but out. But we're gonna see each other for fashion weeks, which is basically gonna be like the whole of September. Yeah, because yeah, mid-September is London Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. um, so that will be really exciting. I'm gonna go to that mm -hmm. as usual and maybe try to get some collaborations and Ooh, sponsorships yeah. and stuff like that during Fashion Week. So I it's always really too. fun. The next week after is Milan Fashion Week, which I want mm -hmm. to go to. So I'm gonna think about and try to plan it soon. Mm, I would weekend. love to go as well. Milan, I love the city. That's more of the reason why I want to go is yeah, I love for Milan. the shows and the fashion and stuff like that. But I just really love the city. I think if there was one place that I would move to in mm -hmm. Europe, mm -hmm. it would be Milan. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I find the culture too different. But I do I feel love... like it can be similar to the culture in France. Like the thing yeah, is when I go to true. Italy, even though I don't speak Italian, when I go there, I feel like my style just blends in so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the Italians. I when I go like to Paris, too, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm home, whatever. Yeah. But I don't really feel Parisian, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like uh, I feel like an outsider, but at the same time, I always like dress kind of similar. That's yeah. the thing. But like the mentality is so different from Swedish people, I feel like. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. But anyway, so we might go to that. I have to see with my uni schedule. People are going to think I'm I mean, crazy. it's a weekend, though, I don't know. Oh, it is? Well, yeah. Oh, amazing. I can only go on the weekends. Okay, me too, yeah. Because for, as like a, when you're working and buying, you can't really take days off during no. fashion month because you're there to work and you have appointments with loads of brands yeah. and meetings and things like that. So be super as busy. a blogger, I can only go to fashion weeks like after work hours or weekends pretty mm -hmm. much. I'm going to do the same. And as a buyer, I'll go during the week for work. The people from my uni are going to think I'm crazy again. Yeah, they will. Always leave me like, boo-boo, I'm going to Milan. Yeah. See you later. Going for the weekend, I'll be back. 
Oh god, we'll see how that goes. We'll update you guys. We'll give you a little potting from different locations in the yeah, world. Yeah, we will, we will. <gasps> That'd be so cool. We should travel the world and do pot around the world. <laughs> pot around the world. Pot around the world. <laughs> so far we haven't managed that. No, we've just been here. <laughs> we tried in Capri, but it didn't work. <laughs> we tried in Paris too. Remember when we went on the press trip with T3? Oh yeah, but it was just so late that time. It was too late for us. That and was you crazy. had to be up really early. Oh, I had to leave on the train for like 4 a.m. Yeah. That was so bad. We were thinking today we'd do like a fun podcast because we don't really have anything that we have to talk about or like really want to talk about so we thought we'd do a what if kind of questionnaire yeah yeah we thought this one would be a little bit more fun because you yeah know, we did do a lot of these at the beginning of our podcast yeah. and now we kind of wanted to transition it a bit more to be more like about entrepreneurship topics yeah. or getting to talk with guest speakers mm -hmm. or more about the business of the industry we're in and mm -hmm. things like that so you can yeah. learn more but at the same time I feel like these kind of episodes are the ones where you get to know more about us yeah they're the more personal ones you get a so little insight it's kind of nice to have them here and there yeah when we just want to do something fun and just chill after a long day yeah and not sit here and talk about like politics i mean yeah. we never talk we about never politics, talk about politics that's something we won't really dip into don't worry no <laughs> it's not our forte no <laughs> but so we thought we'd talk about what if so basically how it works is we say okay so what if we didn't meet this person what if we didn't do this job what if we didn't mm. go to this uni what if we didn't move? What would happen? Yeah. So do you want to start like, what if you didn't meet Alex? Oh, that would be the first one? Yeah. Oh, Because okay. you met him really early on. Yeah, so Alex is my fiancé, as you guys know, and I met him at... I was 15 years old and we started dating at 16. Well, actually, no, the best thing is what if he never came to my school? Because yeah. I was in my school for four years already. Yeah. And then he moved. Mm -hmm. So he was doing the A-levels and his school decided after the first year of doing it, they were going to quit A-levels. Yeah. So he needed to change schools. And he had a friend who was at my school. Mm -hmm. And so she convinced him to just sign up to my school because we had the IB. So it was mm -hmm. the closest thing to the A-levels. Yeah. And so that's why he came. Mm -hmm. So if his school would have never quit their A-level program, he would have never he would come. have never come to my school. And you wouldn't have we met would him. have never met. We what would, would have, have happened? Never dated. Do you think well, you'd be single now or in a relationship? That's so difficult to tell because the thing is, when I was like 15, 16, I, I really wanted to be in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone does. Yeah, if we wouldn't have been together, I probably would have not had one long-term relationship. You don't think? I don't think so. Because it, it's more in his personality to have a long-term relationship, really long-term stable relationship, and that influenced me throughout yeah. like my teenage years. But as a teenager, I was a little bit more rebellious. Oh yeah, I can't imagine you dating like, like different guys, being interested in different people. But yeah. at the same time, I was like all talk and not doing. Oh anything. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when it came down to being like in a serious relationship or something, I'd be mm -hmm. like, no, no, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> not interested. So I don't really know how that would have worked out. Probably would have had nothing serious until going to university but that's yeah that's the first thing mm -hmm. and then the second thing would be if we weren't together mm -hmm. would I have gone to university in London or the US because yeah. I got offers in London and in the US oh where in the US um New York and Miami oh and the only reason I went to New York uh not not to New York to you you were like I wish I would the reason no. I went to um, London was because Alex was going to mm -hmm. London because I was thinking about it like mm -hmm. should I pick the University of Miami because we always go to Miami and we know it quite well and so I kind of really wanted that American University experience oh and I wasn't like 100% like, sure that I loved London because Alex and I visited London several times 
yeah. when we were looking for universities together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we were not in love with the city. It's different every time you come and visit. It's Everyone really different. But every time I visited it, I, like when I was a teenager, I didn't like it. Yeah. I actually it didn't It depends like on it. the areas you go to, honestly. Yeah, but I was I in so. the good areas. I just think, oh. it, you know, we were young. We went together. Like yeah. whenever we came to London, it was freezing cold and raining. Oh. Nice. I just didn't picture it as being like my city. Your home, yeah. So I was really considering, do I do Miami or do I do London? And then it came down to, I wanted to be in London because that's where Alex was going to university as well. Because of Alex, yeah. Yeah, so if he would have never been to my school, mm-hmm. I might have been in the US. Oh, and then you wouldn't have met me. No, well, so many things before that would have happened. <laughs> oh yeah, and you wouldn't even have started blogging maybe. Right, yeah, that's another thing. Okay, yeah. so for you... Mm-hmm. What if you never moved from Sweden? From Sweden when you were younger. Okay, so if I never moved from Sweden when I was younger, I think I would be living a life very similar to all my older girlfriends. Mm. Like, I think I would be going to a uni in Sweden, and then I think I would move back to, like, our old neighborhood where mm. my family grew up. And I think I would have, like, kids there, and I wouldn't Already. really... <laughs> Well, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. That would be the life. That would be like, yeah, that would be the life. And I would be there and I don't think I would like travel that much because I wouldn't really have the urge to. And I wouldn't have really known anything else. But like traveling is just Yeah, you wouldn't have known anything else. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that's quite dangerous about living in the same place your whole life is you never get outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And you never get to see different cultures. You never get to see how different people react to certain situations. And you don't develop this people mentality where you understand others. Right. And it's the same as having siblings. Not the same, but like similar because you... When you have siblings, you learn how to cope with each other. You learn how to give and take and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And when you grow up in an international environment, it gives you different perspectives. Yeah, because you meet so many different people with different cultural like habits. Backgrounds and people are like, oh, I went there and I went here. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, wow, that was such an there? important part of like why my family wanted to raise me like in an international school, yeah. traveling and things like that so that we would be really open-minded people. Yeah, because I feel like that's one of the most important things to just be open-minded to everyone mm-hmm. of all cultures of just, you know, everything. And to be able to accept people for who they are, even though maybe you don't have the same opinions. And that's something in Sweden that I see a lot that people, because others don't have the same opinion as them, or if they don't have the same lifestyle or the same way of living, they judge them. Hmm. But then when you go to, for example, London, there's so many more ways of life. And so many people just came here. Right. And they... A lot of were also born here, but they've also seen that other people are coming and going. And so it's also quite interesting for them. Mm-hmm. But in Sweden, if you don't leave, I feel like you don't get that much of a culture shock if you don't ever leave. Only on, like, vacation if you go to, like, Thailand. I mean, that's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I do think it's pretty much, like, no matter where you are. But big cities like London, you do feel, you know, you feel really international because of all those kind of different people that you're around. Yeah. But if you were from, like, the countryside in England or something mm-hmm. like that. Might be similar, yeah. Yeah, or, like, south of France where there's, like, a small town atmosphere and you have the same people all the time around you. The same kind of mm-hmm. people with the right mentality, you know, like, the same mentality growing yeah. up then it's then that you just don't know what's what else is out there. What else is out there. And it gets too ingrained in your mind for you to want anything else. Mm. That's the thing. And I feel like for me, since I moved out from Sweden when I was very young, when I was like 
seven or eight. Yeah. The first time I moved when, was when I was two, but I don't remember anything. Mm. Um, yeah. But we came back and then we moved out again. And uh, I remember it was quite hard for me in the beginning because I didn't speak English. But then as a child, I think it's better for parents to move when their kids are smaller. Because yeah, you pick up true. languages faster. Mm. And you learn how to deal with things faster because you don't have these thoughts in your head that are holding you back. Yeah. It's more That's like, true. I okay, never I have moved to learn. when I was younger. The first yeah. time I moved was when I was 17 going to London. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Before that, I grew up in Paris my whole life. So you must have felt like you had such a huge change when you moved to London. Yeah, it was a shock. Like was I, it? I kind of expected it, but at the same time, I didn't fully know what I was going to get into because mm-hmm. I'd only visited London for a few days at once. Yeah, and I wasn't there like long term. And even though I was excited about it, I I didn't love the city like I said. Like, yeah. Now yeah. I love London because I got to live here and my life is here. So mm-hmm. I love more like my life in London. Mm-hmm. than the city of London, if that makes sense. So when I first moved, I just felt like, okay, let's just see what happens. And I mm-hmm. wasn't really that happy for the first few months, like mm-hmm. getting settled into living in London and a new school and mm-hmm. like new environment that was just really different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just something like to experience. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I knew that I didn't want to stay in Paris and that wouldn't be an option. No. So I think when you're, you know, when you're that young, mm-hmm. or no matter what, it can be difficult to move if you've always lived... In, in one place. one place to then just pick up and go to a new place for but it's the first time it. ever. Yeah. If you haven't done it when you're young and with your family. But doing mm-hmm. it alone is, is difficult too. It's very difficult. I remember when I moved to London. Now we're going into like what if we didn't move to London. But yeah. <laughs> um, when I moved to London, the thing is I, had, I hadn't moved so much. I mean, I did. I moved to Germany when I was quite young. And then the thing is that I was in an international high school and we got to travel a lot with like different teams and stuff. Truly, I only played sports because I could travel. Yeah, I remember <laughs> That's you like spoke about that. The only time. reason. That's yeah. why I was doing it. My parents yeah. were always laughing at me because they were like, you suck at the sport. But you're just <laughs> doing it because you can go travel. I'm like, yeah. yes, I do. Um, and so we got to travel a lot. And for me, going to new places was always so fun. Mm. And when I was leaving high school, I felt so ready to leave. Yeah, me too. I felt so ready because all of my friends, they were picking up and moving to the US. And I was like, well, I'm yeah. just moving to London. It's not that bad. Yeah, that's the thing. All of my friends as well, because my school is so international, they were either moving back to China, moving back yeah. to Hong Kong, yeah. moving back to Australia, moving back to Connecticut. Like, yeah. they're all moving back home or moving yeah, to the US or mm-hmm. the UK or something like that. Yeah. So I felt like... It wasn't that that much of a big deal. There yeah. were far fewer people in our class who were staying in Paris. That was like yeah, same. much less likely. We only had like maybe twenty people that were staying in Frankfurt because mm. I lived yeah, in Frankfurt not a before. Lot of people. And I felt like even though I at the time I had a boyfriend there, and you know I had my whole family in Frankfurt, I knew that like I had my home there, but I had to go and do my own thing now. And I knew nothing. I thought I knew everything mm. when I moved out. And I remember I came to my tiny little apartment, this little studio, student studio. Mm. And um, on the first day, I actually met this girl that I met at my prom. Oh, Yeah, really? so I met her there out of chance, and we both went to the same school. We exchanged numbers because we applied to the same school, but oh, then okay. um, I think I changed my number, mm. and so she couldn't reach me. But we ended up staying in the same student accommodation, 
and we met there and I met her and then I'm always a person that reach, reaches out to people. So I reached out on the student page and I talked to some people and I met up with like, one of my best friends now, Allegra. And so I met people the first few days and I think that's what really made me like the experience because everything was so new. Yeah, exactly. So the first year for me was just like up in the air like woohoo, things me are too. happening. Yeah, I had no idea what, what I was doing. I was just no, figuring either. out life and figuring out how to live by myself. Yeah. What made it easier was that I had Alex with me. Yeah, that's We true. moved together. Yeah. And we lived together and things like that. So it made it easier because I didn't realize, like, being in London really built up my confidence and my independence. But I think for me, I remember the second year was really hard for me. The second year oh, really? of being away. Because I had problems that were popping up. Problems that I didn't have to deal with before. Oh. So like my apartment, there was like problems with the apartment. See, I had that the first year because we uh. didn't move into student accommodation. But because we moved into an apartment together in a good area because we didn't know much of London and mm -hmm. we wanted to be safe and all that. So it was like expensive for what it was, but at the same time... It was such an like old building in an mm -hmm. old apartment style that oh, everything that was one. run down and breaking. Yeah. We had like the lights shut off once. We lost electricity while Alex was out. I got stuck in up like all within the first week of arriving. We had to figure out all mm -hmm. of these things, how to pay bills, how to set up, mm -hmm. you know, internet, how to set up our phones, all mm -hmm. these complicated things that I never had done before. Yeah. And that's when it really put like stress on. But once you get that like adult life sorted and you yeah. figure out how to do these things, then the next mm -hmm. year I was having like the best time ever. Really? I had the best time ever the first year because I had no problems. Yeah, because when you live in a student yeah. accommodation, there's you don't no have problems. real problems. No. <laughs> and then I went to my other one and we had like problems with like hardcore moths. Like they were swarming in our apartment. That oh, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we had a fly infestation too in our first one. Yeah, and I was like breaking up with my boyfriend and there was so much happening and I was mm. so sad. And I remember, then I was like, where's my home? And I felt really scared for the first time in my life. And mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what I was doing. But then I will say that, honestly, these moments when you're alone and you don't know what to do and there's real life stuff happening, like you don't know how to get rid of all these moths that are literally eating up your clothes and you don't know how to get rid of them. Yeah. Even though that sounds really stupid, when you're alone and you don't know what to do, it's really scary. And I yeah. lived with two other girls, actually, but it was hard for me. Because we were also very different in the way we operated and we didn't always agree on stuff. Yeah. And for me, it was hard to not have someone to reach out to all the time. Mm -hmm. And for, like, stability. Because right. I'm a person that's that loves true. stability and I didn't find it in myself yet. So I hadn't found it yeah, in myself. Yeah, me neither. Because that's, I mean, that's part of growing up. Yeah. You need to find stability in yourself. And when you're so young and you're, like, brought out of your comfort zone, then you don't have it. Mm -hmm. But it's the best thing. Yeah. Like, it's the one thing that shapes you... Like crazy like if you're put in any situation where you're out of your comfort zone you learn so much oh yeah completely yeah completely. otherwise I mean if you're in your comfort zone like for me like when I'm learning French in uni I learn nothing yeah nothing I can understand when people are counting sometimes and then if you're thrown into an environment where you're forced to order a smoothie in French otherwise you won't get one right then you learn yeah exactly so yeah. yeah I feel like moving to London was like the best thing that could have happened to me in terms of my development mm. as a 
human yeah, being. me too. And even when I hang out with my old friends from before, I see, like, how much I've changed. And mm-hmm. they probably do as well. And everyone changes. But mm-hmm. I feel like since I moved here and I'm alone... That sounds horrible. I'm not... I'm like... <laughs> I am alone. Well, you moved alone. I moved alone. Yeah. And I remember the first day my parents left me and my sister was bawling, crying. And <laughs> I had to walk home and I was crying. And my sister was like, you're just gone. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm here alone. And it's so scary, but really it helps more than anything. Yeah, because you get over it and you figure out life yeah. and what to do. You pull yourself together and you're like, well, okay, yeah. I'm going to write on Facebook, try to find a friend, yeah. try to find someone to go and have a cupcake with me, yeah. you know? <laughs> so at least I didn't have that because Alex and I would go like furniture shopping together, supermarket yeah. shopping together. Like we were together 24-7 until our university started. Yeah. And then we made friends separately in university and stuff. Yeah. But it was it was really nice that we had each other, I think, because he was a lot stronger than I was. Mm-hmm. And he was used to more independent living because he moved in with his grandparents when he was like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And even though his grandparents are like really nice and take care of him and are loving and cook and all that. Yeah. It's not the same as, you know, your parents babying you. When yeah, you grew yeah, up. yeah. Like he was raised really independently. Yeah. But I was raised the other way around. What do you think? What if you hadn't gone to UAL? Where yeah, would you have actually, gone? I was thinking about that because yeah. what if I decided to go to law school? Oh yeah, what would have happened? Because the major thing for me was that I applied to law school. Yeah. Um, when I was doing my IB, and then when I when it was the summer before starting, decided not to go anymore because I did an internship mm-hmm. at a courthouse, mm-hmm. and I felt like this was really not me. It wasn't the right atmosphere like I didn't understand what law really was when I was applying you know I had this idea yeah. of what it would be like to be a lawyer but I didn't really know what it would be I feel like nobody does though when they go to uni- I mean, no it's school. really hard to know like what the actual job is when yeah. you go to study these subjects yeah your parents are always kind of it sounds really bad but your parents are always wanting the best for you yeah. so they're like you should be a lawyer you should be a doctor you should be this and that and yeah exactly yeah. And so, well, I mean, they never told me to do law, but they were always asking, like, oh, what kind of subjects do you want to do mm-hmm. and things like that. And my sister knew from the beginning she wanted to do medicine, and that's what she's doing now. Yeah, And yeah. she knew it from, like, I don't know, since she was 13 years old. Yeah. But I just didn't know, and I kept changing my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to apply to law school. And then the worst case is I might come out with a law degree and do something different. The worst case, I will come out with a law degree. Yeah. Either I become a lawyer with yeah, a law yeah. degree or I have a law degree and I decide to do something else. Yeah. Which is still a good option. Yeah, yeah. But I just felt like I didn't even want to go through the studies of doing law at that it's time in my life. Yeah. It's a lot of years, a lot of work, and I didn't feel like I would be passionate about it, to no, be honest. it's heavy work, yeah. And so I really wanted to find, like, for me, if I'm not passionate about something, I can't do it. So I won't give it anything. No. Some people can put up with things, but if I'm not, if there's no passion, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, not going to do it. And my brain's not going to give any good ideas. Exactly. It's just going to be there, like, It's just going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided I need to find something that I love. Yeah. And so I didn't go to law school. So, mm-hmm. and that's when, you know, I discovered that I had real interest in fashion and wanted to study marketing, go to UAL and mm-hmm. all of that. But before, so if I decided to go to law school. Yeah. I would have had a completely different life. Like, I would not be anywhere where I am now, I don't think. Yeah. Because one of the reasons why I started my fashion blog, not a main reason, but it's a big part of it. I had, like, a good friend at the time. Her name was Allegra, mm-hmm. and she's Italian. <laughs> Another Allegra. And she showed me the blog of Chiara Ferrani. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, the huge, huge influencer who now has a... She's just, like... 
you know, the epitome of what the blogger was like. She's one of the mm -hmm. first people who started and now she's got a shoe line, multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. she's her done her great. wedding was like, you know, it got more attraction than the royal wedding in the UK. Oof. So she's just huge. Mm -hmm. And at the time, um, Allegra was following her. And so mm -hmm. she told me like, oh, you like fashion. Mm -hmm. So you should follow this girl. Ooh, she was the kind of starting yeah, point. Yeah, she was the starting oh, point. Wow. Because I knew I wanted to do something in fashion, but I didn't really know what. Mm -hmm. And so then I started following Kiara Ferrani and looking at her blog. And I discovered other bloggers. And mm -hmm. I was reading their websites, their blogs, every yeah, single blogs, day. Because yeah. that, that's the time when you used to put new articles up every day. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so I was reading them and I was like, I kind of really want to start a blog as well because I always liked like being in photos and being photographed and mm -hmm. showing my style and things like that. And I just thought it would be such a fun hobby on the side. Mm -hmm. And while I'm studying, I could just do that and figure out, mm -hmm. you know, what I want to do basically. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I started. And so if I went to law school, I would have never met Allegra and I would have never found out all of these big like fashion bloggers at the time mm -hmm. because I didn't know that at all. I wasn't in that industry. Like I didn't even have an Instagram account yeah. back when my brother and sister had an Instagram account for two years already mm. and they're younger. I didn't even have one when I came to London and I was oh, like, really? no, I don't want to start an Instagram. This is just stupid. You're just sharing photos of yourself to your <laughs> friends. This is just stupid so no <laughs> and then when I got into like you know the blogging world I was like yeah actually I want to start an Instagram but it wasn't a personal one it was like for the blog yeah for the blog yeah yeah <laughs> but um it was all the people that I met that kind of shaped you know mm -hmm. what I wanted to do in life I feel like it's all about that it's the people you meet yeah. make you realize things you can't do everything by yourself no so if I would have gone to law school I would have not met Allegra I would have not discovered Chiara Frani I would have not started a blog mm -hmm. I would not be anywhere in the fashion industry at the moment for sure yeah I think I would have just probably worked hard at in my degree mm -hmm. and gone to like you'd, a very you'd corporate still be in that law degree, career but you'd still be studying law because you wouldn't be done yet. Maybe I would still be studying. Because it's a long way Or have there. done internships or something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what they should do in high schools? Instead of people just applying randomly, they should have like a three-week intensive course mm. where you get to fill out all of your interests, all the things you love to do, and then you get to be pushed off into different jobs. Yeah, you should. And do like yeah. a, uh, like in Germany you say, practicum. So it's mm. like an internship. Yeah. But not really. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy that, that we both went to UAL. But for anyway, me, what if you would not have gone to UAL? Um, yeah, that was a big possibility because I applied and my family really wanted me to go to Bath mm. and to go and do management and work in business. And I'm doing that now. But I knew for me that I wanted something more. I was always like a bit crazy and I would just do fun things when I was younger and now mm. I'm more like structured. Yeah. But um, so when everyone was applying to university and everyone, all my friends were super smart. They were getting the top points, they were applying to like the top Ivy Leagues in the US and I always felt like I was more mediocre. Mm. Even though I did get good good grades, I didn't try that much. Yeah. But then now I've realized that I am actually very smart and I just didn't try. Mm, um, exactly, yeah. But I applied to Bath because basically my family wanted me to go to a really good school and it is a very good school. Um, and then when I took my exams, I was secretly hoping that I wouldn't get the points. Oh, really? So some exams I didn't perform maybe like my very, very best. I mean, I did try hard, but I was hoping I would get like one point on underneath or like underneath, something. Because Bath, you needed more points than UAL? Yeah, you need 38. 
for oh, that. Oh yeah, that's a lot. So you needed quite a lot um, for the management line. And then I got my points back and I didn't get in. And a part of me was sad because I disappointed my family in a way. Of course, they only want the best for me and they didn't know what a fashion degree would be like. Mm -hmm. And it was fashion management. So it was, it was actually just management, but with like a fashion supply chain, I, I usually say. Yeah, basically. Exactly. I think it, it's just... It's your normal course in management, just mm -hmm. apply to the fashion industry. industry. So when they give you case studies, it's not like an oil rig company and a law no. firm. It's only fashion firms. Yeah, because now so we, I do it. that. There's nothing else that's that different. Yeah, because I see that difference now. Now I we talk about all kinds of industries and we do analysis yeah, exactly. on every industry. Yeah. Uh, but then it was just on fashion. But you know what? I loved it. And it was so interesting. I really enjoyed it as well. I thought that yeah. it was quite an easy course. It was honest, very easy, yeah. But I had a lot of fun doing it. And it allowed yeah. me to grow my blog and stuff like that on Same. the side as well. Because it wasn't that intense. It wasn't intense at all. And honestly, like, in the beginning, I was getting I was getting really good grades. But in the end, I, I decided I was going to get the top marks. And it was much easier than, let's say, IB. Yeah, definitely. Much easier than IB. Yeah. Like, IB was quite very difficult. I IB, like... Nothing is hard. <laughs> Nothing is hard. <laughs> Ivy was just so much work. Because you're like 16, 17, and they expect you to write a paper every night. Yeah. But it trains you like crazy. So it if really you does. have the opportunity, I'm going to try to put my kids in IB school. Yeah, definitely. We'll see about my husband, future husband, what, yeah. his, what his opinions are going to be. But I think it honestly, I think many school systems really are great, though. I know that the Italian one is really good, too. Mm -hmm. I've heard that too, that it's really difficult. Like, very difficult and very... French one is really difficult too, because you do so many different classes. So mm -hmm. in the IB, you can choose yeah, your six, classes. Yeah. Six. In A-levels, you can choose three. But in mm -hmm. Fran the French system, you have to do every single class. Mm -hmm. I don't so think you, three is enough. You have to do everything. You have to do, like, biology, chemistry, physics. Yeah. You have to do math. You have to do... Well, math is a requirement and everything. But you yeah. have to do all the sciences. You've got to do three languages. Mm -hmm. You have to do history, geography, oh God. like all of those subjects. You yeah. don't have a choice. So at yeah. least in the IB, you can choose and specialize in six of your most wanted interests. I, I think, think that's good. Yeah, I think that's the best because to mm -hmm. have too many subjects is really difficult, but also you don't ever go in depth in anything. Yeah, which and is to have worse. too little, it kind of narrows your range. Yeah, and you can't, maybe you won't end up learning enough for yeah. your future like because you never know when you're that young you don't really know yeah, you don't really know what you're gonna do so yeah you're gonna limit yourself maybe before right. you even get started with your life which exactly. is one of the things that i always exactly about. because your degree subjects it depends what kind of university you can get into you know yeah because if you want to apply if you're doing i don't know three set classes that are more in the humanities and then yeah. you want to go into a subject that's not at all humanities, it's maybe more science-led, yeah. you're not going to get in. It's not going to work. That's the thing. Also, for me, I knew that I didn't want to study in Germany, and if you wanted to study in Germany, you had to take a certain level of math. Mm -hmm. So all these things you have to figure out before you choose classes, and that's 10th grade, which means you're like 15 years old when you're right. supposed to choose your future until you're 20. Right. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. I feel like schools should really have like a little camp for people. Yeah. So they can figure out their lives and like, what do I actually like? Because nobody asks you that. Yeah. They but just also ask you, you what you, you know, want to work with. What you want changes as well as you discover yourself. That's true, yeah. So it's kind of hard to know because you might think that you want something at that age and then mm -hmm. you grow up and you realize it's not what you want at all. Yeah. That's the thing. I always thought I wasn't good at anything. That was the issue because mm -hmm. I wasn't good. I wasn't really good at the classes. I was just good at... 
I was good at the nitty-gritty, like, analysis of things. Mm. That's what I was good at. I loved poetry, and I loved analyzing poetry. I loved analyzing things. I was just good at writing. Like, you could give me any topic, and I would just write really yeah. well. But if you give me a math equation, no. Mm-hmm. But I could write about it. Yeah. But I can't do it. Like, yeah. I was just a good essay writer, always. Yeah. Me too. But for me, like, my main thing was analysis. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think I was good at anything. Yeah. So I thought when I came out, I was like, well, I'm not good at anything. Yeah, because you might feel like, oh, there's no subject that's like my number one that I'm Mm -hmm. really good at. But actually, analysis is such a good skill that you need to have. Yeah. But when you're in high school, you don't think of it like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was good at things, but not like the greatest. Yeah, or there was nothing that you were really like that passionate. Because some people would say, oh, this is my favorite class. I love it. Yeah. I didn't really feel like I had a favorite or that I was like naturally gifted in anything. Same. That's the thing. But then now I realized that all this time it was I always loved fashion. Yeah. Even though if I couldn't afford it, whatever, I always loved it. Mm -hmm. And I always was drawn it was like a magical world. Yeah. When I saw the magazines, when I looked I put I cut out shoes, I stuck them on papers and I made little collages. When I was young I used to have dolls with my sister and I would always get my sister to do these things. We would like reenact America's Next Top Model and Project Runway and we would sew like mini fashion outfits, mini clothes with like our old outfits. We'd cut them apart and sew clothes to put on our dolls. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't realize how much I loved fashion, but Mm -hmm. all through my life I was doing things like that. Yeah, I was drawing sketches of like any kind of ideas I had for clothing Mm -hmm. and fashion. Yeah. It was one of the things that really took my attention. Mm -hmm. Like I could spend hours scrolling through, looking at different outfits, looking at different celebrities walking on the runway. I loved it. And I didn't know why. Mm -hmm. And then some other people, they love watching doctor series and TV shows and... I knew it was because they maybe wanted to be a doctor one day, but I didn't think that I wanted to work in fashion. I didn't know Yeah, I, d- I didn't know what it really was, actually. Apart from yeah. being a designer, I didn't know what there was to do in fashion. No. So I think what we wanted to say with all of this is probably that in the end, if you listen to everything that is happening around you, and if you just follow the right path, and if you listen to your gut feeling usually you end up in the right spot in your life. Yeah, I just think you have to you have to listen to your head, but at the same time, you have to listen to what your heart wants, yeah. and it will guide you in the right direction. Because yeah. the more you listen to your head, the more you might end up unhappy in the long yeah. run. Yeah, And you need to find something that's for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole point of saying, what if this, what if that, mm-hmm. is that if we didn't listen to our heart and we did another thing, we would not end up being the people we are now. Yeah. And actually sometimes when people ask me, like, if you could change life with someone, who would you change life with? Mm-hmm. And every time it's so, I know this might be like everyone's answer, but I think I don't want to change with anyone. No, me neither. Because I honestly, even though every day is not the best day ever and I have issues with so many things at different times, I'm always, I always feel so lucky because I've developed so much and it's so interesting to see how life changes over time. Yeah. And that's why also I'm not scared. I'm scared of, I'm scared of some things, but I'm not scared of aging that much because I know that so many things are going to happen, so many good things, also so many bad things. But if you take it and you say, okay, I will get over this in some way, you will. Yeah. And that's something also with work. Sometimes I sit and I'm like, I really don't want to do this thing. Mm. But then I'm like, okay, just do the first step. And then I'm sitting there, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. You just have to get going. Yeah. And life has so much to offer you. The more you do things and the more you discover who Mm -hmm. you are, that's like such an important part of, I think, being in your 20s. Yeah, exactly. Discovering exactly who you are. 
So if people say, is there anything in your life you want to change? Mm-hmm. For me, I would never say, even though there are things that have gone wrong before, mm-hmm. I would never change anything because I feel like everything was meant to happen for a reason yeah. to be where I am now. Because if you change one thing in the past, then it affects everything, everything in the future. Exactly. Yeah. So this, this has been a very like talkative podcast, but yeah. maybe it will <laughs> remind you guys to just look at your life in a more positive light in a way mm-hmm. and see that everything that's happened up to here it has had its reasons and it will only if you think i honestly believe in this so much if you think of everything in a positive way and think that okay this thing happened to me but it will help me be stronger it will help me be smarter about certain situations and if you think of it that way then usually that's how it turns out yeah okay so we'll end this episode and see you in the next one see you in the next one guys bye, bye.